and welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McClain here along with Zach Berman, and we're at Wembley Stadium, where the Eagles just finished off the Jacksonville Jaguars, 24-18. to They moved to 4-4, four and four, heading to the bye, much better than 3-5, and five, Zach, and give themselves, obviously, a good chance of uh, finishing the second half really strong. This is an important win for the huge, team. Huge. You could feel it in the locker room afterwards. A lot of guys listening to music, dancing, celebrating. Jason Peters said uh, it was the most jubilant the team has been since the Super Bowl. Um, look, they got a long way to go here, but they knew they had to win this one, and they did it with pretty much the same script, I guess, that you've seen in other games this year. It's been close. Um, they've been on the losing end of a few of these. They were on the winning end this time. They got it done in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they had a big fourth-quarter touchdown drive, and then they had a big fourth-down stop. Right, something that they haven't done in their losses, and uh, uh, let's start with um, let's start with the quarterback. Okay, that's always a good place to start. Well, I'm starting there because first drive he fumbles the football. <laughs> something we've seen now. He's fumbled five times this season, uh, seven times total. Has lost yep. five of them, and uh, you know he admit this is something that he's got to fix. Uh, yeah, it was a blindside hit, but for some reason at this point it's not just yeah. um, coincidence. No, it's it's becoming a trend here. And he admitted it, too. I, I always give Carson credit. He, he doesn't run from that kind of stuff. He said it sucks. He, he needs to fix it. Uh, and it's it's certainly something that I think is correctable. Part of it's on the pass rush, but securing the ball, this has been throughout his career, too. It's not just this year. He's had ball security problems. As a matter of fact, we spoke to him in the spring, and when he was talking about what he can improve, he, he said too many fumbles last year. So, uh, so it's... It is something that we need to watch out for going forward. Okay, and then the next drive, he moves him down into striking distance, and he throws it in the end zone to Josh Perkins, and look, forcing it to Josh Perkins. So he forced it. I think he, I think floating it probably was. He didn't see Jalen Ramsey, and Ramsey did make a hell of a play. He ran yeah. it all the way across the field and made the interception. So tip cap to him, a tip of the cap to to Jalen Ramsey. But but first down, that's that's not a throw you need to make. No, no. Um, but you know what? Carson came back and he had yes. you know a, another really strong game and you got to give him credit final numbers here 21 of 30 for 286 yards three touchdowns and obviously the one interception but to me looking at the uh, the score sheet here Zach what stood out to me is that the way he spread the ball around something we didn't see much of last week you know they were focused they weren't as much focused on Ertz and Jeffrey I think those were just the guys that they could go to um, but later on in that game they had trouble finding other guys and this this day, Jordan Matthews stepped up. Four catches for 93 yards. Nelson Aguilar stepped up. Three catches, 49 yards. Wendell Smallwood had a long touchdown run. Um, how important is it to have guys that you can rely on, aside from Zach Ertz and now Sean Jeffrey? Yeah, it's it's the complete opposite conversation that we had one week ago. One week ago, it was Ertz, Jeffrey, and who else? And Jordan Matthews came up big today. Uh, and Jordan Matthews has had good games for the Eagles in the past. But it hasn't been in this role as the outside receiver running routes down the field. He hasn't been a guy who's had chunk plays, and when he has, it's been running after the catch, not running downfield. He said that that this is a role he's always been able to play. When he got to Philly, Chip Kelly wanted him in the slot. But he said you don't become the SEC's all-time leading receiver if if all you're doing is catching and getting tackled. So I don't think we're going to see chunk plays from him every week. But they needed it today, and... In that fourth down, oh, I'm sorry. In that fourth quarter drive, when when they, I think it was a five play drive going downfield for the touchdown, he had a big catch there, and that was critical. Thirteen yards. Carson threw to ten different receivers. Nine of them caught him, including himself. 
<laughs> for a brief moment, he was the Eagles' leading receiver on that first drive. Uh, but, yes, uh, as you mentioned, Jordan Matthews came up uh, with his biggest game since he's returned to the Eagles. There were four receivers who caught passes over 30 yards. Um, so it was nice to see the Eagles kind of stretch the field a little bit. Yeah. Here. They took advantage of a team that's been pretty good against uh, the big play, the big explosive play. But was really beat up in the secondary today. That I mean, that I think the Eagles knew that going in and really attacked them. Out, outside of Alshon, who was being shadowed by, by, by Jalen Ramsey, they really attacked downfield on Beat up just because of injuries or because they were out partying last night and, all, and, got, and got arrested? <laughs> or detained, detained per the NFL? Uh, yeah, A.J. Boye was out, so that was injury. But then, yeah, Barry Church was was, was one of the guys who was uh, reportedly um, out uh, out partying on Friday night. I mean, and, look, players go out on Friday night, yeah, so I'm that's kidding. not a huge deal. All right, got to talk about the offensive line because uh, they survived a bunch of injuries again. First, uh, Jason Kelsey left for a play. He was only gone for a play, but – not long after that, Lane Johnson leaves with now what we've learned to be a grade two MCL sprain. He could be out for an extended period here. You learned. He never returned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll yeah. give you credit there. You yeah. learned. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Jason Peters left briefly to get uh, evaluated for a head injury. He returned, but for a moment there, you had basically the offensive line that you saw late in the Giants game. Now that was the team had a huge lead there. It didn't matter as much here. It matters. It was a close game, and all of a sudden you got Isaac Samilo right tackle, Big V at left tackle. Stefan Wisniewski at left guard. Yeah, those guys played those positions before, but to have all of them there, um, you got to be worried. Yeah, and Lane Johnson's injury, uh, as you're reporting it, that's I mean that's that that's not something you're you're back from in a week or two. That takes time. Um, so they're looking at playing without their Pro Bowl right tackle for a long period of time here. Uh, Halapulavati Vita is going to need to step up. Isaac Simalu, he's he's out there now. I mean he's he's a starter. And they talked about the versatility. We're seeing the value of it. But I think ideally they don't want to move him within a game. They want him to play left guard. Baitai is going to have to be the right tackle. But Jason Peters, this wasn't his quad. This wasn't his biceps. But he's he, he's come out of almost every game this year. He seemed like he did well when he returned. Yeah. Um, look, they weren't perfect up front. There were there were a few uh, plays that they missed. Some of them were just blitz pickups. I wasn't sure if that was more in the offensive line or more in the running backs. And that's a good Carson. defensive line, too. That, that is a good. That is a really good line. And they did a lot to move the pocket, Carson yeah. was uh, saying after the game. Um, and then you had to do that against the line, but you also, against that defensive line, but you also had to do it in, uh, in light of the injuries that the Eagles had up front. But uh, that being said, they got it done uh, in protection, and they did it pretty well on the ground, I thought. Um, Josh Adams. Josh Adams was, was, I guess, the story yeah. there. Nine carries, 61 yards. Almost was the story for for a bad reason. Late in the game, they gave him a carry, and, and uh, the ball popped out. I think they got the call right there. They reversed it. He said that can't happen, though. He said that he, he can't cough it up there. Uh, you might be wondering why did Josh Adams get more carries today. I asked Doug that question. Doug said Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood both have big special teams roles. They wanted to see more from Adams. Um, and I, I think they liked what they saw. He had he had two chunk runs today yeah. um, that that were big, and uh, I think this is the time to buy Josh Adams stock because you're going to see more and more of him going forward. Does it make you, if you're Howie Roseman, look at the running back uh, position and think, okay, this is not one we need to address before the trade deadline? It's a good question. I think it all depends on the player and the price, but I think there's other positions that Howie is going to look at more. Matter of fact, maybe he looks at offensive line. You know that you can't rule that out. It's tough to always bring an offensive lineman in this season. True. 
and, and they have a lot of depth there. That position it, more than more than most, I think. I still think secondary. A matter of fact, Jalen Mills, he left the game too with an ankle injury. Rasul Douglas went in there um, and was was challenged on the first play. But we've talked about secondary throughout. That's a position they can look at. They had Haloti Nada back at defensive tackle. That helps you. Um, but that's still a position they can look at. But I think uh, to your question about Howie at, at four and four um, with the division in front of them. They're still in the buyers category right now. They're not in the stand pack category. No. Well, let's transition to the defense then because that's, that's, uh, you, that's big. You bring up Jalen Mills, uh, who left the game with a foot injury. I saw him limping afterwards. I don't know the extent of it, how, how serious it is. I can't imagine it's, uh, well, who knows now with the buy. I'm not going to make any assumptions based upon that. But uh, Jim Schwartz came out, came out with a different uh, plan of attack. A lot more blitz than we've seen in the previous two weeks. For the most part, fans must love that. I know. Blitz, blitz, <laughs> blitz. them, blitz them. Yeah, hey, you, look, sometimes you, you you live by the blitz and sometimes you die by the blitz. And they got burned a few times, but I think for the most part, they came out on the positive side of the ledger. I think a lot of that had to do with the quarterback they were facing. Um, well, that's why you blitz, blitz Blake, Blake Wardle. Exactly. When they play Drew Brees in a few weeks, I don't think you're going to see as, as much blitz. You don't blitz him. Yeah. So I think they, they thought that – Yeah. I mean, I haven't spoken to Jim Schwartz yet, but my guess is the thinking there – was that they can they can rattle Bortles and kind of the give and take isn't Bortles beating you with the pass. It's maybe escaping on his feet, which he, he did well a few times. But I think they were going to live with that uh, for the other side, which was getting to him. And they, and they got to him quite a bit. Yeah, I think Chris Long, who got two, who was credited with two sacks, needs to buy Malcolm Jenkins a few uh, few rounds of drinks because Malcolm, it was Malcolm's blitzes, I think, that led to both the, of yeah. those sacks. He got pressure to the quarterback. Bortles had to step up, and Chris Long was there to clean it up. But I think Chris would be happy to buy Malcolm Jones yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks had one and a half sacks. Michael Bennett contributed with a half sack. Overall, four sacks, nine quarterback hits. Yeah. So, you know, a good a good uh, day for the for the defense overall. I mean, they only gave up 18 points, Zach. I mean, that's that's good yeah. in today's NFL. Now, look, the Jacksonville. Jaguars offense is nothing to write home about. No, but but look, Jim Schwartz spoke on Tuesday this week about the need for turnovers. And I thought the game changed when Avante Maddox forced the turnover uh, in the second quarter there. Ja- uh, Jacksonville had the lead and was driving. And, um, and Maddox forces that turnover. A few plays later, you see Wentz throw the interception or throw the touchdown that, that Dallas Goddard, the Eagles never uh, get back the lead. But Game-changing plays is what this defense hasn't had. Um, they've been better than their reputation would suggest, I think, but they haven't had those those turnovers that they had last year. The game changed on that event, on that Avante Maddox. I, I agree. I think that's the biggest difference between this defense and last year's defense. Like some of that is just luck, but some of that, you know, you know, good play, finishing out plays leads to turnovers a lot of times. Yeah, they're not giving up a lot of points this year. You know, no, like, they're not giving up points. Anyone. But they need to give get more turnovers. They got a big one today. They're going to need more moving going down the uh, heading down the stretch. Avante Maddox uh, not only that big hit, but he also had a, another tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, had, and another, but had a tackle for loss on third down early in the game. I'm not sure what's going on with Dexter McDougal in the slot. I don't know how much longer yeah. he's going to be in that job. I mean, I I think you're hoping Sidney Jones is back soon. They have they have two weeks off here before a game, so. Uh, He's already missed two weeks. That's four weeks. You don't know the nature of the hamstring injury, but you would hope that four weeks' time would be enough to get back. You know, some of the things were – if you look at the games, there were just some plays that just kind of went the Eagles' way, whereas in past weeks they didn't. For instance, 
Who dropped that pass in the end zone for Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. Uh, Number 17. Yeah, yeah no, I'm drawing I a blank here. Uh, but, yeah, that was a big one there. That was at the, that was one Jacksonville definitely needed. Who's that receiver? I'm looking at the score sheet here, and I can't seem to find it. Uh, nevertheless, oh, Clark, Chark. Yeah, DJ Shark. DJ Shark, yeah. I mean, he catches that, and all of a sudden. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's a one-score game as opposed to, oh, it's not a one-score game. What point did that come? That they had a for a field, field goal there, and, and the, yeah. But you know what? They came up big when it mattered again, the defense. Um, so when the Eagles went three and out in the fourth quarter, Jacksonville gets the ball back. They convert a fourth down, then they go fourth. They go for it again on fourth down, fourth and two, fourth and two. at the Jacksonville forty-eight, and incomplete pass to Moncrief. And you know who's in coverage that game? Who I thought under unheralded guy this game, Ronald Darby. Okay, yeah, he had a big hit at one point too. Had a big hit yeah. too, but like I don't think I didn't see many catches in, in his no. direction. And if they were called, they were ahead of, they're in front of him, and he kept them to short. Short completion. So there are a number of stars on the, on this defense. And by the way, Malcolm Jenkins, who he gave up one touchdown, but he saved a, another touchdown. Yes. He had a pass breakup in the corner of the end zone that was really big, forced uh, Jacksonville to settle for a field goal. And Malcolm can sometimes be aggressive and get burned on that, but it also produces plays like that. Yep. So you got to point it out. And aside from that one, uh, which is, again, they blitzed on that play, that's a, you know, that's a tough assignment for a safety over the middle. Double move. You got. You got. He's got time. He was wide open. Malcolm probably would have liked to have had that back. Did you talk to Malcolm after the game at all? I was talking to other guys. I, yeah. I was. I didn't talk to him either, around. so I didn't get a really but, good, uh, really good read on that. But that was also a great throw by by Blake Bortles too. Um, I, I thought Bortles put that in the perfect spot. Okay, so let's look ahead just a little bit here. So the Eagles are gonna. They're gonna fly back to London. I mean, fly excuse me, Philly, fly back from, from London. London. A very joyous plane. I was talking to guys in the locker room. Asking what that plane's going to be like, and they smiled. They, I think they knew what it would be like if they lost. Um, there's yeah. going to be a lot of happy faces on that. Episode. Yeah, I mean, as, as I was talking to Zach Ertz after the game briefly, and he's like, you know, there are a lot of reasons to complain about complaining this past week, just about having to come over here. Um, certainly, there was some criticism on this team, the way they had folded yeah. against the uh, Panthers. So, you know, could have packed it in a little bit. Some guys could have packed it in, but they didn't. They came out here and won. Look again, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are Jaguars are, are reeling as well. We're reeling as well. Um, but one team that came out of here victorious, and at four and four, looking ahead, you got to think. You know, the NFC East is still up for grabs. They got a shot at the Cowboys. That'll be their first game at home when they return. Then they got the Saints on the road, which will be a tough contest. We all know yeah. that. Um, and then, the, then pretty much from that point on, most well, of their games are in the division. Well, so this. I break the season up in quarters, and, and, and you and I kind of disagreed about the second quarter of the season. Uh, but they went two and two with a very tough stretch of games there. Uh, this third this third quarter of the season is going to determine where they are. And the reason I say that is they have three home games against division opponents. So you mentioned Dallas, and then they're on the road against New Orleans, and then they're home against the Giants and home against Washington. All right, so if you go three and one there and, and, just, and just protect your home turf, all of a sudden – you're seven and five, four and zero in the division. Um, I got to think. I don't know what, what Washington's record would be at that point, but I got to think you're in the driver's seat for the division. And really, that's that's what the Eagles need to hope for right now. They're they're not the Rams, they're not the Saints. Um, but if they can win the NFC East, get a home playoff game, and then you get hot. You know, that's that's your hope. Do you think this is going to be the team though? This this is a team. It's going to be a slugfest every single week. You know, the mistakes aren't going to go away. They're going to win some. They're going to lose some. Or do you feel like 
they're close to. I, look, I don't think they're going to be last year's team. No, that's, it's not going to be like no, like no October, November. Okay, but do you think they're close though to being a little more like last year's team? You know, I'm not saying blowout wins, but a little more comfortable wins. The game's a little more clean, less turnovers on offense, yeah, well, less penalties on offense. Well, I'll say this: I, I think that some of the opponents they have coming up, obviously the Giants, we've already seen them. I don't think much of the Cowboys. I know what the Cowboys did to the Jags, but I think I think that's a team the Eagles can 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 put it to. And they're home. I think they I think they're going to start to play better. I think uh, Carson, being a franchise quarterback. Uh, he, he's in a groove. He's going to eliminate some of these mistakes. Um, I don't think they're going to be the team from last November that's 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 winning by double digit, by, by double digits every week. I also don't think they're going to need fourth down stops every week either. But I also wonder, Zach, if this team could gain some momentum heading in if they were to make the playoffs, if this is going to be a team that you know maybe could surprise some people if they got hot, if things started rolling in the right direction, if they started getting some players back from injury. I'm wondering if they at least have that capability that capability well I think so if you have the quarterback I think you have the shot and and, and we've seen that in the past with Aaron Rodgers um, when and and they'll have a home playoff game if they they make the playoffs it's going to be as the division champs it's not going to be in the wild card and it'll be a home playoff game Um, so that's big too because you would like to think you can protect your home turf in January Um, so that's that's a ways away but I just can't overstate the importance of this win because, like we've said, I mean, Doug Peterson said it was not a must-win game and their division's in front of them. And, and yeah, that is true. If they were 3-5 and five right now, they could still win the division. But 4-4 four and four looks so much different right now than 3-5. And, and I think with Carson, um, look, he's playing at a high level right now, clearly. Yeah, has he not gotten it done in, in late-game situations? Has he had too many, too many turnovers, especially with fumbling? Yeah, but he's got a one ten passer rating, um, and, he's he not, and he hasn't even hit the. Se- yeah, he hasn't even got. I think into a, a, as good of a groove that he can get into. And, he can get better. And he look, I, I, I give him credit. It wasn't a game winning drive. But they had a big fourth quarter drive to score to make it a two score game. Right. And then when they got the ball back at the end, they didn't go three and out. They they were able to wear the clock out. Now. Jacksonville was was out of timeouts there, but the Eagles did, did convert a first down, correct? Yeah, yeah they, were, they were six. Of, I'm sorry, they were seven of twelve on third down. Yeah, one and two in the red zone, but you know they were able to get, you know get some big chunk touchdowns, and that that was uh, ultimately I think the big difference in this game. They were able to kind of you know Carson was able to make really good throws down the field at Jordan Matthews twice. Um, Dallas Goddard certainly that rollout where you hit him there, and then the screen which was perfectly timed and called and just run to perfection. I don't, I, he was barely touched. Hit the whole left side of the field, and yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. That was a well designed play. Uh, I, I think this is a great time for the Eagles to have a bye too, not just because you're coming back from London. You always have a bye when you come back from London, but just you, they're at the midpoint of the season here. Um, they have a lot of guys banged up. I think they're gonna their inactives are gonna look a lot different when they come back. Um, you know, I think Corey Graham's getting closer. That changes your secondary a bit. Darren Sproles is the big question on 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 some of those sacks. The, on some of those sacks today, I don't think they have Darren Sproles on the field and blitz picking. No, no. Uh, Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement have not been yeah, getting a job done. So, so I, I think I think that's a that's a big difference. You mentioned Dexter McDougal. If Sidney Jones is back, your your cornerback situation look, looks different. Even yeah. if Jalen Mills is out, so they did have two new injuries today. But I think they're going to get some of these guys healthier. Well, I guess that wraps it up here for London, Zach. Uh, How about real quick? Tell the viewers, or not the viewers, the listeners, 
about this London experience. I've been very impressed with the game at London. Yeah, you know what? I, I came in a little uh, cynical about the whole thing, but you know what? 84,000, 85,000, excuse me, were in here at Wembley Stadium, and there were more people filling, filling the seats before the game yeah. that you typically see at an even Eagles and an Eagles home game. So, um, and it, it felt like uh, if it, it felt like a big game crowd. Like, yes. like there was a lot of energy in the building. Um, and, and we've been in games this year. I mean, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, where it, there just wasn't much of an environment. Now, now we were out in the middle of the environment, so that kind of makes a difference. But yeah, it's, it's, it's eighty-five thousand, though. No, it's eighty-five thousand strong. I'd say about, well, I guess, about fifty percent. We're Eagles fans. Yeah, they about ten percent. About ten percent were Jaguar fans, and I'd say the remaining forty were probably uh, neutral fans. There's a lot of people here wearing uh, uniforms from other teams, yep. and that's just what happens at these NFL games. They have three of them, <clears throat> and there are fans obviously here uh, of the NFL. Nowhere near <laughs> Premier League soccer or, or soccer or a lot of other sports. In fact, right now they're preparing uh, Wembley's uh, field. They're they're going to transition for your team for my team, the Tottenham Spurs. Go Spurs. Play, you tried uh, getting in the Spurs office play, before yeah. this podcast. <laughs> play, yeah. play Man City here tomorrow yeah. on the pitch. We have Harry Kane right behind They had Harry Kane poster right behind us. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. There's a lot of uh, – the grass is uh, – there's a lot of uh, worn down uh, turf in the middle. And you saw some players slipping, especially Dexter McDougal for some reason, more than any everybody else. But uh, <laughs> uh, but overall, I'd have to say really positive experience. And yeah. certainly for the Eagles because they go home victorious. Yeah, credit to them because uh, – I mean, you mentioned your conversation with Zach Ertz. I, I think it can be overstated, kind of the the benefit of that LA trip last year. But I think there is something to being away, having you know, having this time, and being successful with it. Uh, and I thought they they did a good job handling it, and it's going to help them going forward. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh here in London. Uh, next time we'll talk to you, uh, we'll be a little while, okay? We get the buy. Uh, um, we both, you know, not only did the team get the buy, but we get a buy off ourselves. You're enjoying so. uh, Europe for a little bit. Yeah, I'll be going to Paris with my wife for a little bit. So and I have we'll, a book coming out. So yeah, go check go, that go out. purchase it. Yeah, it comes out on Tuesday. Underdogs. Underdogs. Zach Berman. I know Zach put a lot of work into that. Thank so you. if uh, you guys looking to get the real inside information. <laughs> Not uh, someone else who uh, says that he did. Another book out there from a so-called reporter. Um, I suggest you buy Zach's for <laughs> Christmas. You, Get some family members yes. uh, one for Christmas. All right, that's it for here from Wembley where the Eagles beat the uh, Jaguars. 24-18, moved to 4-4, four four, heading into the bye. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McLean, and we'll talk to you next time.